Do you struggle with what it means to be successful in your retirement? Trust us, you're not alone. Welcome to the Retirement Success in Maine podcast. Here, you'll go in-depth with Guidance Point Advisors Investment Consultants to hear stories about how retirees in Maine are navigating a successful retirement. Get insight into the inevitable challenges of aging and define what a successful retirement looks like. Welcome, everybody. My name is Ben Smith. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Abby Duty and Curtis Wister, the Jillian Michaels and Bob Harper to my Jake Steinfeld. I uh, appreciate you guys joining today. How are you doing? Good. Good. How are you, Ben? Good. Uh we are, we're going to chat. Uh, I know there's a popular kind of phrase that's out in the finance world is uh, health and wealth is, uh, is something that comes up quite a bit. And, and we said, hey, we're, we're now pretty deep into our Retirement Success and Main podcast show. And, you know, we've not talked about health, right? Yeah. So that, that's something we, we have to do. So as we're doing our kind of visualization sessions with a lot of our clients, one of the things we ask our clients is what is important to you in retirement, right? And, and of course, the answers vary, right? Is, is it's um, sometimes pursuing passions. It's about fulfillment. Uh, we had Chris McLaughlin talking about family and people want to spend time with their family a lot. Mm-hmm. So we've spent a lot of shows kind of pursuing the idea of achieving passions, but what if I'm not very healthy, right? As I approach retirement or I'm in retirement. Yeah. And if I think forward, I'm now at the fun part of life where I can probably do whatever I want, but maybe I'm scared about how unhealthy I am. And what about this fear that I have that I won't be around to enjoy the most amount of retirement that I possibly could? Yeah. So perhaps I'm not in very good physical shape. Maybe I have really bad eating habits that could be improved. Um, so again, a question that we hear sometimes is what steps can I take to get healthier? So with that premise, we reached out to Wilcox wellness and fitness and, and they have a couple of locations in the state of Maine, Bangor and Brunswick. And they also received the 2020 Bion and Doreen Foster award for entrepreneurship from the Bangor region chamber of commerce. So we said, Hey, what a, you know, they're growing, uh, kind of, we, I've talked to the guest here a little bit offline to discuss this topic. He's really great. So please join us in welcoming Mike Wilcox of Wilcox Wellness and Fitness. Appreciate you coming on, Mike. All right. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Excited to chat today and uh, hopefully have a little insight for you uh, when it comes to health and taking care of yourself. And obviously, uh, as you grow older, you want to be able to do stuff. So it's really important. That's right. And, and I think when you and I have connected a little bit on the side, Mike, it, it seems like, hey, the, the people that are walking through your doors that, you know, what we're hearing from our side when we're doing our financial planning sessions is I think the people that have maybe come o- overcome those fears to even walk through the doors and, and come talk to you. So I'm interested sure. in that as a thread. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a big deal. It's a scary place for people. It's uh, getting vulnerable and being doing things you're not used to doing and just putting yourself out there is very scary for people uh, and certainly in the health and fitness uh, space. So what I want to do, Mike, uh, to always start is I, I, I think it's always fascinating to hear um, you as as our <clears throat> expert here, kind of your story, right, is is kind of sure. why are you passionate about what, you, what you're doing yeah. today? So I want to maybe just start at the beginning, kind of talk about your upbringing. Okay. Where did you grow up? Yeah, I grew up right here in Bangor, Maine, uh, where I still live. Uh, where our business, our original business is uh, now. And um, I've got three brothers. Uh, we were very active as kids. So I was into sports, youth sports. I spent a ton of time at the YMCA uh, on Hammond Street. Um, so I've always just been an active person. And I think uh, inside of athletics, I kind of took on the role as, as a leader, um, you know, in the different positions I played, whether it's point guard, quarterback, uh, things like that, shortstop or pitcher, catcher. So I've always been in that role of like being a team player and trying to set people, set the team up for success. And I think, you know, that really has uh, spilled over into what I do now is, is just set people up for success in life by taking control of your health and, and doing some little things that make a big impact. Uh, so I think that's a, a quick version of, you know, nice. uh, my little stance on that. Can you just give us a little bit about that path towards training and fitness and wellness coaching yeah. with adults? Because of course, right. Yeah. Is, you know, you, you could have done anything right with that is, Hey, I, right. you know, yeah. either, there's a lot of different athletic angles you could take. So when did that start sure. and why did you choose it? Uh, so I definitely thought I'd be working with athletes as a coach. Uh, in fact, I, I went to school for, um, originally for physical education at UMaine Orono. I transferred to Farmington where they did not have that option. So I, um, I played around with some different things, business and, and a couple other things. 
uh, and ended up in community health, which is not a typical major that people have. Uh, so it kind of started there. There was just great people at the Un University of Maine Farmington that kind of led me there. Everybody I came in contact into inside of that major was just phenomenal. And so I started there. I started teaching there, uh, teaching my peers, coaching them to strength and conditioning is where I started. But just that difference you can make in someone li someone's life, it, it really does impact you. Uh, and I'm sure it does when you guys are working with people and setting them up in the financial world, but giving that peace of mind that they're in control and they can see gains and they see that confidence build. Uh, so it definitely started there with my peers. Uh, I did do some coaching and teaching uh, right outside of college and uh, I enjoyed it very much. Uh, however, I, I had this calling to kind of work with, uh, work with adults, I, I think. Mm. And so I looked into personal training, became a personal trainer, started as an independent contractor, uh, and just kind of grew from there. And it, it was more of, I would say, a hobby mm -hmm. <laughs> than it was an actual business for, for the majority of my time as an independent contractor. Uh, luckily, my wife has a, a business background. Uh, she has a master's in business and uh, comes from a family of small business owners. So we kind of really were able to match up very well and, and uh, take it more seriously and start the business. Nice. Can you talk a little yeah. bit about, um, obviously, Bangor, right? You're, you're a true yeah. Mainer, right? As you <laughs> born and raised here, yeah, which yeah, is I, I out yeah. people on the show a lot, which maybe is good <laughs> or bad. But can you talk about in terms of there's always like, it always feels like uh, maybe the last 25 years, especially there's this uh, gravity of a brain drain, right? As kids growing up and there's a pressure, you know, in terms of trying to earn more money or uh, more mm -hmm. career aspirations to leave the state. Can you talk about sure. why Maine and what what has kind of held you here? Uh, certainly family, pretty strong roots in here. Actually, all three of my brothers live here, um, about one block away from my youngest <laughs> brother. Uh, and then, uh, you know, we're just, we're pretty close and we get to meet. And I've got 10 nephews and nieces now. Um, wow. So just the community, I, I, I've felt a strong connection through, I think, my personal coaches growing up. Uh, especially in high school, I had some really great mentors and coaches and people I looked up to. And so I kind of always saw myself coaching within, within the Bangor community um, ever since I was in high school. And I actually live in my grandmother's house right now. Uh, so we, we bought her house and here we are. So I just, yeah, my, my parents live on the other end of the road. Uh, you know, we're not like <laughs> so tight knit that I see her every day. However, it is, uh, it's nice that it's not too common that you kind of have that. And uh, it's been interesting. She just turned 61. I'm sure she'll be glad I mentioned that. Uh, just the other day. So we were able to have the, the whole family over and have a little barbecue and do our best to uh, keep that social distance thing going. And Mike, I'll echo that too, because personally, that, that's kind of been my story too, is, you know, I, I just love being, my parents are in Kanduskeg, my in-laws are in Bangor, nice. you know, we yeah. can see each other and they're part of my son's life. And, you know, it's very yeah. easy for us to just kind of get together and doesn't have to be a big thing where you're traveling two and three hours each way to do something. So right. it's, yeah. it's, um, and I know Abby kind of yeah. has a similar thing, uh, mm -hmm. uh, actually her dad, AJ is a partner in this business as well. So, you know, we, okay. we kind of have a lot of family yeah. threads as, as this uh, kind of goes through, but I want to, I want to kind of rotate Mike for you is, <clears throat> so you're doing kind of the independent contractor work and your wife has mm. got the MBA, the business acumen. So yeah. how did that kind of turn She's into, pushing. yes, pushing. like start your own business, Mike, let's go. What, what, like, yes. how do we, how do, why you are know, we doing probably this? Worked, yeah. She probably worked on me for, you know, two or three years and we'd be driving around Bangor and every little spot, whether it was 200 square feet or 6,000 square feet. Uh, it was the spot for us to open up this or for me to open up this business. She was going to, of course, keep a job. Uh, and I mean, no, 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 no. Uh, and then uh, I started kind of thinking about it a little more deeply. I got, I was an uh, independent contractor for eight years. I had a great following. It was kind of like, uh, my schedule is kind of set. I'm not really going to be going any more this way, uh, mm -hmm. as far as being able to impact people, as far as making a little bit more money. There wasn't a lot of growth for me inside of that. So it was either we start this business or I kind of choose uh, another profession and, and, and go to work for somebody else. It's really hmm. kind of where it came down to. I started researching a little bit. Uh, I participated in a couple of uh, small uh, studio type facilities and I was pretty much sold that I could pull it off. Um, and so 
it was nice to have that experience and, and see and, and envision myself inside of that and leading that. And so that kind of really pumped me up. I started researching how to run a business um, and all that. And so we put in a good year prior to opening up or prior, prior to even like looking for space, I should say, on what it might look like and all the parameters behind it. And it's a big leap, right? You're uh, kind of sure. You don't know if anybody's going to come with you. <laughs> That's right. And, and, and it's you always know, scary, right? Is, I, is it so, the right time, yeah. right? Is it's always, yeah, is, exactly. you don't know if it's the yeah. wrong time or right time and when's the best time to start it and what yes. happens if things yeah. that that person doesn't follow you that you thought was going to, cause exactly. whatever reason. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, kudos to you because small business is, a, <coughs> is obviously tough and that's something we all had to do in terms of rotate into here, here was yeah. you could be with a larger institution or do this and sure. that's, that's a, so again, hats yeah. off and I love the, that similar yeah. thread. Can you talk about how cool. the business has grown though from that moment? Like from 2012, yeah. I think was wow. when you started, yeah. how did you grow yeah, and to know. Well, we, I started off training people one-on-one and I had 4,000 square feet. We ended up choosing a, a much larger space than uh, originally planned. Um, as the vision got a little bit bigger, we were very hopeful <laughs> that we would be able to use it. And actually, since we've added on 2,000 more square feet, so wow. uh, you know, it did awesome. end up working out. So, so it was just me and, and training people one-on-one uh, with the goal of getting some groups going. You know, we started some boot camps after you know, we, we got kind of our feet underneath us. Uh, I did a couple months of free boot camps. Uh, I think that was a big deal that people could just come to try it out and see what it was about, mm. you know, see what our approach was. Uh, and that was uh, luckily a big uh, hit. And, you know, I don't know, six or seven months later, we were regularly seeing 40 people inside of these boot camps, um, which I thought, you know, at first was like, wow, this is unbelievable. And it was cool. And we did like 10 session passes or unlimited plans. But the problem was, is like, I'm a personal trainer and a coach and I'm used to meeting with people two to three times per week on a regular basis Mm. and really, you know, developing a relationship and knowing the nuances of each person, whether it's an injury or how people learn or what motivates who and, and all that stuff. And I was missing that piece totally. And I was just like, kind of losing my mind training all these people randomly because you know Mm -hmm. someone would show up like say four times one week then they would not see him for three weeks and Mm. then they come back and the final thing that kind of pushed us to where we are today is that you know I found myself training the people that were not coming very often because I was so scared that they were going to hurt themselves inside of our facility so their Mm -hmm. technique and all that stuff they were so sporadic they weren't really catching on to kind of the stuff we were trying to coach them on and so all the people that were coming on a regular basis, our best customers, if you will, I was not even coaching them because I was too busy trying not to let people kill themselves. Yeah. Right? They're choosing the wrong weights or yeah. mm-hmm. just doing silly things. Right. And so I finally just kind of got tired of it. And we made a massive decision to get away from 10 session passes, get away from unlimited plans and uh, go ahead and ask for commitments. So we asked for three, six and 12 month commitments uh, for, a, you know, a really at the end of the day, like I mentioned earlier, to set clients up for success, right? Mm. You're not going to do that great if you're not accountable and, and showing up for a certain number, period of time. And so like three months, we knew, you know, bare minimum, of, you know, we could do a lot for somebody in that amount of time. So three, six and 12 months. Uh, and then you would commit to two or three, four sessions a week. And we did that and we made some people mad. Uh, I was not, uh, <laughs> I was not uh, a popular person amongst our clients who really loved us. But at the end of the day, I had, you know, I, ha- I had to make that decision to do something I was more passionate about. And I knew we could impact them more nutritionally, we could impact them more on, uh, say, taking care of just your muscle tissues with some, you know, self massage therapy, um, and then getting people to just approach fitness at a different level compared to just say burning calories, and I got to get a workout, and, you know, it's just take it more seriously, just like you guys are trying to do. Uh, you know, with this podcast and, and other things you're trying to do is just take it to another level and take it more seriously than just investing some money. Uh, That's right. You know? Yeah. So we did do that and we, you know, we lost a lot of people. Um, and, you know, we put these group sessions out there. Um, you know, we were training people a lot of times one-on-one for a while at like a $10 an hour price. If you, for some of the, the way we had the pricing set up, hoping to build it and, you know, Sometimes we weren't even making money on those sessions, but we, we did it for the right reasons. And I think ultimately that led us to where we are today. Now we have like 120 training sessions throughout the course of each week that clients, group clients can choose from. Uh, we've got, I don't know how many private sessions going on a week, but a lot. 
and people are committed. And because they're committed, they're seeing the, the differences, they're seeing the successes. And we just have this crazy, awesome group of clients that are all in it for the right reasons. And so when you come to our facility, everybody's just on the same page. Uh, and so to your point, I think earlier, and people feeling uh, uncomfortable, they do right up until basically they get there. And they might still have some self-confidence, you know, conscious stuff going on. But once they see the clients and see like, all right, that person's just like me or hey, that person's not mm-hmm. like me, but they're still trying to do the same thing. And once we get into the training session, everybody's just focused on our, on themselves. And I think that's a big deal um, compared to maybe some of the other group styles where everybody's kind of doing the same thing at the same time. Is, and and you're, you might feel a little uncomfortable because you can't keep up. Well, mm-hmm. the way we set it up is that, you know, and our trainers are very good at keeping people dialed in. Dialed in. Um, so it takes that element out pretty, pretty quickly. So it's cool. So Mike, um, one thing I want to ask um, is of, of course you've kind of now adapted your business plans. So how have you yeah. changed now during COVID-19? Yeah. Uh, so we, uh, we actually, my wife and I and our two children were in Costa Rica at the time that they, uh, shut things oh down. Uh, wow. so we were kind of watching and when we left, it wasn't, you know, we left in February, you know, we had planned this five week trip. So we left in February and it was, you know, there was a few people say at the airport wearing a mask, but I mean, it was, you know, it was, we knew it was in China and it was something, but it wasn't, you know, and then three weeks later, we're like getting the last plane back to the, to the United States wow. out of Costa Rica. Um, and we were in a pretty remote part of Costa Rica on the side of this mountain. It was pretty, pretty, pretty interesting. Um, so, so we did that and then we, we thought of some different ideas and we ended up going live stream like most, uh, I think fitness facilities did, you know, and we only lost, uh, I think four days of being in business, uh, as far as like having, uh, sessions for people to attend. Hmm. So I think we closed on a Tuesday and we were, or we closed on a Wednesday and we were open on the next Tuesday. Uh, with the virtual wow. stuff. And, and I know, uh, so it, we were it, able to like, go and ahead. And your, your virtual stuff, right. Is I know you've done the like, quarantine boot camp has been something that again, you're doing boot camps yeah, and like, now you've done more quarantine, which is more virtual at this point. It's yeah, we are 90% virtual at this point. We just started some outdoor sessions, I think three weeks ago. Uh, so we've got some outdoor space and it's nice to see the energy of people being together. Uh, <laughs> really appreciate we've, we've all been huddled up for quite a long time. So that's been nice. Uh, we're working on trying to get indoors, but we're being patient with the process. But yeah, we've got a quarantine kickstart program, I think is what you were mm-hmm. uh, referring to, which is a one month program. Uh, it's very intensive as far as uh, we're here to support people. Uh, so you get like daily emails. There's a success session at the beginning where we meet with each person individually and find out what's going on. And we really, again, it's just going to set people up for success. So we give them all kinds of information to let them know what's going on, how, what the process is going to be like and how you're going to feel like we've done this. We've done the in-person kickstart program for seven or eight years. So we know, you know, we've had probably a, a thousand or 2000 people go through the program. Uh, so we really know what people are kind of going through as they do it from the soreness <laughs> from that first <laughs> session of just feeling like I'll never make it to, you know, all right, week three, I'm like, wow. All right drinking water and getting up and having a smoothie and, uh, you know and we have this we have this morning mojo which is a combination of uh apple water apple cider vinegar ginger and lemon juice uh and they're like oh actually no i don't mind it where the first day it was like eh, what are you talking about like your face is kind of we're like seriously like, nah, what <laughs> so you you kind of know the process and the evolution for people and it really set it sets them up for success because you know and they trust us and our coaches are ridiculously good at what they do uh, and we work very hard as a team to make sure that that uh, continues to be the case mike what i what i like about the thread that you've kind of given us so far is that it's not just hey here's personal training and i know it's a task and and i'm kind of focusing on that is that mm-hmm. you're kind of taking you as you kind of started with that thread of hey as a coach and i wanted to get into athletic coaching was something that you're interested in yeah. taking that idea of coaching plus the aptitude you have in personal training, blending the two together so that you get to the heart of the motivation, 
figure out why they're right. doing it to push them to get the thing done. Mm -hmm. So you said it, man, because it just feels <laughs> like when I, you know, because I have the next uh, question staged here, and like, well, who do you, you <laughs> yeah. already answered it? So, but like, what's the difference between the gym business, like you know, I you know the the retail monthly business where I think twelve yeah. percent of the people that sign up actually go because it's so right. cheap that they yeah. they can feel like they've committed yeah. financially but not personally, right? right? you have other gyms where they're just going to do their own thing and lift weights and probably yeah. maybe hurt themselves or, or maybe not get the <laughs> yeah. results that they want. Yeah. And then it feels like you have kind of done this, like now it's intensive, which is I think from our end, you know, Abby and Curtis, when we work with our clients is it's doing financial planning, but then the coaching of like, why, what does money mean to you? Why do you want to do this? You know, what do you want to achieve with it? And then pushing them forward to make sure that, you know, you're holding them accountable to their goals, right? Exactly. Yeah, we take uh, a lot of pride in our coaching. And that's something that I think I, I had to work really hard, not all, just, I think, for myself. Um, you know, I was a personal trainer. I had that title for a very long time. And then I started, like, moving towards the coach aspect and trying to research and fine tune all those things that I needed to not necessarily learn. I think I was doing them, but I had to figure out how to articulate it to train some other trainers and, and also provide information to clients on how we are different. Um, I couldn't really, it took me a long time to like get that out of myself. But um, now when I like listen to other coaches and read coaching books, I'm like, yeah, that's right. Okay. I get it now. Um, and that's when it really started melding together. Like you need the personal training side, which I consider like the anatomy, physiology, you got to know how to put a great workout together You've got to be able to keep people safe and know, you know, what their joints are doing all the time and all that stuff. You've got to know that stuff, but that's not why people show up. That's mm -hmm. never why people show up. Mm -hmm. You might have 1% of the people that, that really care about that stuff. Uh, and honestly, those are fun people to train because you can, <laughs> you, you can get them to do just about anything, <laughs> uh, you know, from an athletic standpoint and uh, being an athlete, it's a nice test, you know, but really I, you know, the, the fun of it all is being a great coach and getting through to people and seeing them grow, seeing them build their confidence, listening to their stories of, uh, you know, what we'll probably talk about in a little bit is playing with their kids or going on mission trips or, Hey, I went surfing, I'm golfing and my buddies can't keep up. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm making some money. <laughs> um, you know, so it's just, the, you know, it's the personal aspect. The, the difference is, you know, what you invest in taking the time to be personable and to learn people and to believe in them more than they believe in themselves. That's one thing that we really talk about as a team is, you know, what's your standard for that person? And it should be a little bit higher than their standard. You know, you got to believe in them and you got to know, even if you might not believe 100%, you got to pretend you do to a point, right? Mm -hmm. uh, as long as they're safe. So it's really, I think that's the big thing why people continue to come back to our facility and enjoy it. Uh, is that we work very hard to uh, create that kind of environment. Well, and, and I think once you articulate that and like, then you, and you really are focusing on, on this is how I do things and this is the service I'm yeah. providing and, and the difference I'm making, which you, I'm sure you mm -hmm. get in feedback, you know, and, but we've seen it with our firm too, is, you know, you attract somebody that you thought would be a good hire. Cause maybe from a skill perspective, they're there, but they don't, might not yeah. align to, you know, what you're articulating is you, you have to have a level of care. Like I have to really, really care about each person that's walking through this door, really get to right. know them and you can't fake it. Yeah. If it's disingenuous, yeah. you know, everybody knows that. And it's just, that's, and that just is once you kind of get everybody yeah. motivated, boy, then you start getting on fire. And that's what I'm seeing from an external right. party, Mike, on your businesses. You're starting to see, Hey, people getting excited about that because of the fire yeah. that you guys bring to it. So it's great. Yeah. And it's a lot of what, you know, getting people to do things that they didn't think they could do. And then they are, they're doing them after just a few weeks. They're mm. kind of like, well, geez, <laughs> I wish I hadn't waited so long, <laughs> but there is a big, thought process out there when it comes to fitness that it's like go all out go all you know all in all out there's like no middle ground it's like mm -hmm. well you don't you know you can work out three times a week doing the right stuff and eating well and drinking some water and you can live a really nice healthy able lifestyle mm. yep you know you don't have to be there five days a week two hours as training session uh you know eating steamed vegetables and, and not enjoying yourself ever um <laughs> You know, you don't have to do that to accomplish some of this stuff. And, and I think it's a tough sell to get people to understand that. It seems too simple. I, I mean, I don't know what it is, but our five habits for massive impact are 
uh, eating breakfast, uh, eating whole foods as best you can, drinking tons of water, and then eating consistently throughout the day. And mm-hmm. then the fifth one is attend your training sessions. So we're a personal training business and we have five habits. One of them is exercise. <laughs> the other four are some simple, basic things. And I think people kind of look at it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They want that, you know, grams and mm-hmm. uh, getting real granular with it, but it's just an overwhelming thing to do to your lifestyle. Uh, and it stresses people out. And, and that's why I think there's like this, you know, mm-hmm. ah, I'm doing great. And then there's just like, Oh God, right. <laughs> I'm get back. So, you know, we're trying to, you know, convince people um, that there's a middle road to it all and it can work. So with that, I'd, I'd like to segue you, Mike, here is, uh, it was really kind of getting yep. into, right, is the, that health in retirement is the theme of the show, right? So right. I want to start, I want to start you off with a scenario, right, is here's somebody okay. that that's, they're a desk worker their whole life, right? They've right. binged on the career, they've raised the kids, they prioritize their family, uh, yes. probably then the career, then ventures, and maybe health is like way down that, that, that <laughs> avenue. <laughs> And, yeah. and they're saying to themselves, Hey, I'm getting closer to retirement or maybe I'm in retirement and I can see all those fun things I want to do, but I'm scared mm-hmm. that I'm not being my healthiest. And I, and yeah. so, and if I'm not my healthiest, maybe I don't live a long retirement. Maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm around for another eight to 12 years. So yeah, when someone scary. walks through the door at Wilcox wellness and fitness, mm-hmm. I would imagine many people are feeling those insecurities and they're, they're yeah. questioning their fitness levels, their body image, and yeah. so how, when they walk through that door, I, I know you mentioned a little bit of, of kind of the orientation process. Sure. You talked about how do they overcome those insecurities to not only come in the first time, but then they come back. Right. Uh, I mean, we have an onboarding process that's fairly thorough. And what that does is slowly start to build people's uh, confidence. Uh, and it also gets them to start switching their mindset, which is kind of what you're talking about is kind of getting over that. You got to switch your mindset. And so... Mm-hmm. You know, they see us on Facebook and different social medias or they get emails. And so they can kind of see our approach prior to coming in. And so we have a, a call that we uh, start people off with to learn a little bit more about them and tell them about our process. So they, they're getting all this information before they have to walk into the gym. Then um, we set them up with a consultation. That's an hour long meeting. Again, going in deeper to like why. And, and this is a very hard thing. And you probably guys have the same challenges in that when you get them in there you're hoping that they're just going to tell you all this great information about why they want to train and why they want to take care of themselves and they're just like uh i don't know (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and so we spend some time prying a little bit and getting down to the things and you know the things are typically they want to travel typically they want to you know have energy for their kids or their grandkids and then do some hobbies that they're, you know, really interested in did or maybe things they did prior to their career, prior to their families and get back into some of those hobbies that, that really fill them up with joy and passion. But it does, it takes a lot to, to get that why out of them because they've been so in it for so long, right? It's like, Oh, now I got to think about me. That's just weird. I can't do that right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we have that process and it starts to get people switching their mindset to like the real reason it's not, you know, yeah, you're going to lose some fat, hopefully build some muscle and be strong. And you're going to, you know, look better in in a bathing suit or something like that. Those are going to be some great things. And and we hear those things quite often as the first answer, Mm. you know, uh, I want to lose fat. I like to lose 10 to 15 pounds and say, okay, that's great. You know, those are byproducts to your healthy lifestyle that, you know, you're, you're going to like, but it's the energy levels, the confidence of walking into a room, showing up uh, in a meeting and just feeling like you're on fire and not being self-conscious and all that stuff that we try to dig into. And so, uh, you know, I think that really gets people's minds turning to the right reasons. Uh, I say, right, you know, whatever, right's different for different people, but the real reasons um to live a great life, you know, especially as you're getting older, to find joy in what's going on after your your career has ended and your family's gone, the real reasons. And so they start to think about that. And so when they show up to their sessions, totally showing up different than they did before that conversation or before the first two conversations. They're like, okay, I'm going to pay attention to my trainer. <laughs> do what they ask. <laughs> I'm going to just do, I'm just going to show up and do my best and I'm not going to worry about it because yeah. I'm doing it for me and I'm doing it for my family and I'm doing it for 
And, and Mike, I'd say in terms of the coaching part, and this is what we found is it's the Simon Sinek, the power of why, right? Is it's, it's not just, Hey, well, I want to lose 10 or 15 pounds or I want to look good in a bathing suit or whatever. It's sometimes when you start asking the second and third question, there's like, okay, well, talk to me about when you go to that beach, who are you going with? what are you trying to accomplish? Are you playing beach volleyball? Are you just laying on the Mm. beach? Are you, um, who's going to be there? Is it your family? And are you maybe embarrassed because you're, you're kind of, you're in your bathing suit, you're embarrassed of yourself in front of your family. And in what, what are you trying to achieve and why are you trying to achieve it? And it seems like every time we ask those questions and you go further and further and further and they just open up, right. And they just, that just pours out. And now we know, now we get to right. the heart of it, but yeah, it takes a while. Sometimes it's, uh, it's a few sessions yeah. to kind of get to it because they don't trust yeah, you, right? It's, sometimes, yeah. And sometimes it's months and months before yep. really we get to make that connection with the client. And, you know, it could be years sometimes. Uh, and then all of a sudden they're like, the, the connection's made and the relationship's just like through the roof. But yes. yeah, very, very tough. Yeah. Very tough. Great. Um. So yeah. There are different phases of retirement, right? So our late career, we're preparing for retirement, early retirement, maybe you're young and traveling, and then late retirement. So are you seeing um, people at your wellness center at different phases? And if so, what's motivating them in each phase to continue, you know, with their health journey? Yeah, we have people across the board uh, from finishing up their career to just starting and being kind of confused. Uh, (laughs) And then, you know, some some who have been at it for a little while and kind of have settled in. Uh, and so, you know, as you, I think you're finishing up your career, there's that pressure to find out what the heck am I going to do and where am I mm-hmm. going to be at and what am I going to be capable of? So it's encouraging to see that people are doing that before they actually retire, right? They're trying to figure out how they can get it into their work schedule to make it happen so that when they do retire, they're really well prepared. And I think that's a huge motivator. Mm-hmm. I mean, just that alone, knowing that, you know, hey, 60, 65, whatever it may be is coming. And mm-hmm. I don't want to just be a bump on the log, uh, feeling like I can't do anything because I'm just not physically capable. So I think that, you know, that's the biggest motivator there. Uh, if you just retired and you're just getting started, I think that's a tough one because people aren't necessarily in a great place at that moment. Uh, if they don't really know, you know, what they're going to do and they're feeling those, you know, those deep feelings of, uh, I say scarcity or, uh, you know, scared that they're not going to be able to do this stuff, you know, and I think the key to anybody on the fence inside that area is to hire a coach, find a coach. If you don't find the right one, try again, because those are the people that are going to get you where you want to go. And if you try to kind of wing it on your own, it's, it's a much more difficult, longer process. Uh, so what motivates those people, I think, is getting to the point of where they can do it. And, and I think family is a big thing at that point. Uh, mm-hmm. To be honest with you, I think it's grandkids. You know, I'm retired. I've got this time. I just found out that I can't walk around the block three times with my grandkid and mm-hmm. I am pissed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know, I've had people tell me, um, you know, like one of their biggest things that that scared them was they couldn't get out of the bathtub. You know, a 60, 65 year old person was like, you know what? The reason I'm here is because I struggled incredibly to get out of my bathtub the other day. It's like, holy crap. You know, you don't think about about that, but it it is that for a lot of people. Um, And they're not going to come out and tell anybody. They're not going to, you know, tell their friends, their spouse, their, you know, they're not going to tell anybody that. Um, But so I think, you know, that can kind of go in towards people who are longer into retirement, too. It's just the daily chores. Mm -hmm. They don't want to be exhausted just going out to, you know, put the trash out and come back in and be out of breath. Mm -hmm. Um, So to prolong the ability to do the normal things as well as some fun things to make those you know, last 10, 15 years, exciting. Uh, I don't know if that totally answered the question, yeah. but you know, there's definitely, uh, definitely those three things. And I think they are all kind of looking at it slightly different. But. So Mike, you're talking family and activity. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. So you just covered, you know, a lot of motivation for your clients. Um, can you talk mm-hmm. about for a minute how, you know, once you get them to come to you and, you know, you open up, um, you start working towards those goals. How do you kind of measure that success yeah. with them? How do you help them through that process? 
we do a lot of connection via email, via Facebook, mm-hmm. uh, Instagram stuff and support. We have monthly guides. So we're consistently giving out kind of content advice, mindset stuff and uh, connecting that way. So we emails mm-hmm. back, people struggling. We can we can really the only way to know is to have someone reach out and tell you because we're not having yeah necessarily follow-up meetings with everybody. Um, we've kind of created this system where it's kind of a lifestyle for good. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And most of our clients have been with us two to three plus years, which is pretty cool to see. And so there's a relationship where they're not, hey, I'm struggling. Uh, and, and usually it starts, you know, with their trainer that they work with most. Uh, our group training program is pretty large and we have three trainers plus myself. Um, so they work with the three trainers mostly, but there's not a ton of like interaction that you would have in a one-on-one situation. Mm-hmm. So we work hard inside of those training sessions to kind of figure what out. But a lot of it's online, phone calls when people need it. But I think just in the, and it, it may not sound real, but just in the weekly habit of showing up to your training sessions yeah. keeps you motivated. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. And then when you miss a week and you come back, you're like, I don't want to do that ever again because it doesn't <laughs> feel good. And so these people that have struggled up and down, you know, I'm good for two months and then I'm bad for six and I'm good for three months, I'm bad for four. They don't do that anymore because uh, they found something that's consistent and it's always good and they, they miss it when they're gone. Mm. Um, so I think that motivated them. And then the community of clients, they, they, yeah. they're meeting lots of people like them. They're, they're, you know, and it's cool for me to see like, uh, uh, say, a 20 something year old who's a former athlete going out and working right next to the. 75 year old retiree sure. and they're doing the same exercise at mm-hmm. different levels of course but they're side by side man working out we got it across the board every day it's really neat that's awesome that's very cool um what are yeah. some myths that you see about retirees and pre-retirees working with you i i think it's just that they don't think they can do it mm-hmm. is one like they, they, there's just not a lot enough confidence inside of them like it's too late it's too late. Uh, my my knee hurts. My yep. left foot hurts. My shoulder hurts, and I got this thing in my neck. And so they're just like, it's just a part of life. Uh, I'm old, and I'm just gonna get older. Uh, so I think that's a huge barrier is to have all of these things be an issue. Not and, and you're like, oh, I don't even know where to start. Uh, and that's where a coach can help so much. I mean. Mm-hmm. If you have a good coach, I can teach you how to just work on your posture, how to use your feet correctly. So, you know, just I'm teaching people how to rewalk. Like we sit so much that most people need to relearn how to walk properly because they've got, you know, sure. say tight hip flexors and, mm-hmm. and then you got, you know, glute muscles that don't work properly. And then these guys just, you know, right. If you're on a hunched over all the time, you can imagine <laughs> these don't work anymore. Right. So then you get back issues and you actually get, you know, shoulder issues. That's where the neck is, you know, there's a lot to that. So if you can have some, you can fix that for depending on, you know, how severe kind of the, the postural thing is, you know, the longer it may take. But for most people, I promise you, if you have a good, you have someone who holds you accountable with a great posture and using your muscles the way you're supposed to, you can fix a lot of things in a very short amount of time. And I think most people think it's just too, too far beyond. Okay. Uh, another myth is that trainers won't listen to them. Trainers mm. won't meet them where they're at. Trainers, you know, have this maybe mindset of all in, all go all out. You can do more. Got to get all the reps. So you're going to make it till the time is finished. And we're totally the opposite of that. And I think that's, you know, helps people say, all right, if I'm going to do five reps, I don't, those guys can do 10 and those guys over there can do 15, but. No one really seems to care. So I'm just going to do what's right for me. And we preach it like, heck, do what's yeah. right with you. You've got to take breaks. Hey, your mm-hmm. form's slipping a little bit. Just stop for a second. Hey, you got to do these eights instead of these twelves. Mm-hmm. You know, we hold people accountable to that. And then they don't end up injured or, ex- you know, more uncomfortable than when they started. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's definitely, a, I think, a trust in the fitness industry from, you know, the older generation that's like, mm, I don't know if I want this 20 something or 30 something person who is super fit uh to be you know getting after me but well and mike it, again, it's almost have, go ahead you almost see that with um you know again with sometimes popular television might not be reflective of real life like <laughs> he, he, you know and I, I jokingly put that out about jillian michaels but you say right. man here's somebody yeah. yelling right at at these people <laughs> and really berating them and you know borderline whether it's rude yeah. or not and you know that 
you know, that that's obviously her and, you know, her mm-hmm. style, but, you know, that can be taken as, well, this is the way personal training is. And this yeah. is how it's going to go. If I step through those doors, I have the Jillian Michaels that's just going to start yelling at me and telling me how <laughs> terrible I am and that I need to do Brutal. 40 more reps. Otherwise, I'm useless, right? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I used to watch that show and, and I have a feeling that, you know, she couldn't have gotten as successful as she did without being a great coach, right? And mm-hmm. so, you know, I do believe a lot of that was for show or all of it was mm-hmm. for show. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it totally took on this crazy group put this crazy message out there that trainers are crazy (laughs) (laughs) trainers are crazy but yeah it's just not the case i know so many trainers in this just this area alone who are just so passionate about people people i used to work with people i know who just want to help other people and they do it in different ways and it's all phenomenal it's uh so if you're not getting out there and finding the person or the group of people that's right for you, you're doing yourself a disservice uh, because there's just great people. It's shifted. It's not trainers being crazy. Mm-hmm. It's shifted. I think I would say, you know, in the last 10 years from what I even used to do, I used to, you know, it was, it was all about personal training for me, you know, sets and reps and, Oh, this bicep exercise and that tricep exercise. And it wasn't about posture and, you know, yeah, we talked about using your abs, but not in the, the correct ways that really, you know, people need to be doing almost to like a physical therapy type of, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, this is how you guys should be doing this for the, the betterment of your joints. And so, uh, you know, trainers are, are getting that and they're teaching it. And I've been in some uh, virtual seminars recently and it, it, the, even the, the people that are, are um higher up, if you will, that are leading some of these presentations are preaching it like crazy, you know, mm-hmm. training the fascial system, uh, which is basically a web of, of uh, tissue that is in your entire body that gets really knotted up uh, and tightened up. And that's why people have most issues is because they have tight tissue. Um, anyways, those are the <laughs> things that people are talking about now. And it's going to start trickling down even more. So if you're right now, you're retired or almost there, Find a coach because they, and if they, they just have you going, 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 find a new coach. You know, yep. they're yeah. talking and that, to you and message. saying, take breaks. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because I, I'd say to you is like, well, again, everybody's got a kind of a different theory and how they work. And, you know, some people just relate better to different people too. And I'm Absolutely. sure even within, you know, your, your business as well is there's going to be some trainers yeah. are going to relate better to other people than others. And, and that's with Absolutely. us too, is, is, you know, kind of us right. and our, our thing. But one thing I want to talk to you about, Mike, is a goal we hear from our clients a lot, and this is almost across the board is they okay. want to live independently as long as possible. Right? right. So, you know, cause they're, they're scared of, I'm going to go to assisted living the moment I, mm. I have a fall. Um, yes. I, you know, I break a hip, I, whatever, mm. and that's it. I'm, I'm out of my house and I'm now into a place that I don't want to be. So there's this, it's a resistance towards aging. It's a resistance towards yeah. kind of getting to that end stage of, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. getting into assisted living nursing home facility. So there's a, there's a lot of physical yeah. limitations and, and the idea of, Hey, I might've had surgery. I have a disability. I have weak shoulder, you know, I've broken a hip again, too late for me. Right. So can you talk right. about what, Again, You're what what has led people to conclude this too late? But I, I, I want to hear how you address it, right? Is Because it's that person that's in that bathtub saying, I couldn't get out yeah. and I'm embarrassed. But I'm also more mm. thinking about, hey, if I can't, if this continues, I'm going to be in that assisted living facility. I mean, at the end of the day, you got to start where you're at. And, and a lot of people, uh, I think, are embarrassed about where they're at. And so they don't dare to start. They don't dare to start there. So that's how, I mean, we start there wherever someone is we need to address the the foundational issue so if someone can't push through their feet and their knees are always wobbly we've got to fix that before we kind of move up the chain so you're talking about i think one of the biggest things for older people is the balance issue and falling Mm -hmm. right petrified of falling and for a good reason (laughs) it's uh not something you want to be doing and so we, you know, we have some people who do that and we literally, we teach them how to, you know, their left leg goes forward, they move their right arm, their right leg goes forward, they move their left arm and you're reteaching some of those things and you're teaching them to push down into their feet and push down into their toes. You know, it's kind of some little nuanced 
feedback we have for them. But those are the things that keep you from falling. Mm. You know, if you don't know how to push through one side of your foot, when you get to that side of your foot, that's when you fall because you don't know how to you don't know how to do it. And then two other things that we work on with everybody across the board, but in particular, people who are older or have postural issues is, is utilize, you know, how to utilize your abdominals or the core, right? Your core should be a lot of things, but most people think of it as their abdominals. And, you know, you use your, you know, obliques that are right, right under your rib cage when you walk every day, when you do anything, when you reach, when you, you know, you go on to move your mic, whatever. You're, you're actually using those things if you have great posture. If you're not, you're using some other things that are leading to your injury and kind of your degeneration. So we teach those things and you, you wouldn't believe how many times you'll hear posture inside of a training session uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. in our facility, you know, cause you just have to have it. And it's not something that's drilled into all of us, right? We're all probably sitting with not the best posture we've ever had in our life right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Check <laughs> And it's just, it's kind of nature and gravity does that to us. And so it's a half the same thing. You always will have to say it until we're blue in the face, reminding people of posture, because as soon as you get out of that nice stacked position, if you will, and you're no longer using this, you're causing stress everywhere else. Um, and so for the older generation, I push through your feet, learn how to brace like someone was going to just give you a little bit of a shot as you're doing things that's a challenge for people and um and then always check in on your posture you know and it's it's easy for me to sit here and say that uh, when you know someone might be like this like yeah work on your posture well i'm stuck here uh well you've got to continue to make it a priority because if you don't you're it's only going to get worse uh, and it can be changed. It can be changed. You know, we do a lot of self myofascial release, which is just self massage therapy with different types of tools like a foam roller or a lacrosse ball. Uh, there's many other tools you can use, but that plays a significant role in helping with people who have, you know, uh, large postural issues, but feet, abdominals and posture. Hmm. People can do it. We can do it. <laughs> so Mike, I want to keep going with retirees here. So okay. just kind of generally speaking, you know, retirees tend to have more uh, financial assets at their disposal than younger people, mm-hmm. you know, and that may lead them to make a decision like to stop working or to retire. And then they struggle with that next step. And, you know, we work a lot with our clients on that piece. Um, but could you share maybe yeah. a couple examples or stories cool. you had um, of people who've kind of rediscovered their life purpose, you know, with your programs? Sure. Yeah. One woman that comes to mind uh, who is constantly kind of thanking us for, you know, providing a place for her to stay strong. She does a lot of mission trips. Um, She's retired. She's been retired for four or five years, I believe. Uh, And so she goes for a month or two at a time. And she's, you know, just she'll tell us a story of how she just can lift up her suitcase and get onto the bus. Or, you know, go on these hikes into these remote kind of places and do it with confidence. And, you know, she's not like super fit, you know, by any means, but she takes good care of herself. She works on her posture. Uh, that helps. They help you carry things. I'm going to keep saying that. See if it may you know, drive home for anybody who might be listening. But I think that's a really cool thing to do is obviously travel, but to also participate in helping others. Um, mm. and, and it's exciting for me to hear those stories and hear how it's easier for her to enjoy the process. Um, you know, some of these places are hundred degrees and, yeah. you know, there's lots of different parameters there that make, would make it challenging for, for us. Um, so to be 65, 70 years old and still doing that, come on, that's, that's outrageous, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? Um, uh, I think, and then on the flip side, you know, I've, you know, some golfers, I guess, some older, older guys who kind of meet with their buddies. I kind of hit on that. I think earlier, it's just, you know, the competition thing of, of, uh, playing against your buddies. And, you know, mm-hmm. like you said, there's a little financial, uh, they've, they've got some more means to maybe wager or, uh, <laughs> some friendly betting going on. Oh, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> you know, to be able to keep the mobility to swing a golf club or whatever the competition may be, but usually it's golfing uh, sure. to do that and not be laid up. I mean, a lot of people, you know, who, who golf have back injuries or shoulder injuries because they're just not pliable enough to be going out there and smacking that ball at a, you know, when you whip through you're you're asking your body to do a ton. Uh, so if you're tight in different areas, you're going to end up injured. Uh, so, uh, it, you know, usually it's, it's men. So they're, pretty funny about it you know i'm out there kicking my friends you know what they're th- they're thankful in their own way but 
we've got a lot of also, I guess, women golfers who just like to be, enjoy being out there with their friends, sure. you know, and able to walk the course with their friends and, yep. and uh, feel great about it and not feel like, oh, God, I got to go play golf with my friends. This is going to suck. Sure. Uh, I'm never yeah. going to make it. <laughs> now they can play not only nine holes, but potentially pay 18 holes. Or some people are playing nine in the morning and nine in the afternoon. Come on, man. That's great. That's awesome. Um, I was going to say, we've talked a lot about why people continue to come back to see you. But on the flip side, why do people stop coming back? Um, and yeah, if they do stop, question. why? how can you get them re-motivated to come back and see you guys? Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to think that we don't do anything wrong, but, uh, you know, <laughs> it could just be that we're not the right fit for them. Um, you know, some people don't necessarily enjoy all the coaching. Uh, it can be overwhelming. Uh, you know, it's both positive and constructive feedback. We're not always like, hey, better posture. Hey, get your foot. Hey, your knee. You know, it's, oh, no, you're doing that right. I think you're ready for the next uh, phase, the next weight or so there's just a lot of feedback when it comes to personal training and coaching that some people just aren't used to. I think that might be one reason that people are like, well, I'm mm-hmm. not comfortable, you know, mm-hmm. you know, it makes me feel like I'm in the spotlight or I'm getting picked on. There's some things there that we try to meander around if we can, we can kind of judge that early on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that might be one thing about personal training that can be tough. Why people kind of like, oh, I might just go do it on my own. I just want to kind of show up and uh, do my elliptical and, um call it a day but on the other side of things you know i think life is very very stressful you know things come up things happen there might not be support at home i I just think there's so many things in life that can just derail you from something that seems kind of optional um especially if there's a financial piece like uh, personal training is not inexpensive Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that you can say, Hey, I, sh- I should save this money and I-, I should get motivated on my own. And then typically they don't get motivated on their own. Right. right. Um, but I-, I do think that, you know, life just can get in the way. Like, uh, you know, your kid crashed the car or, uh, I'm trying to think of some silly, you know, not silly, but real things that, that do happen that can just say, Hey, you know what? My finances are, are not what they were a month ago, or my parents get sick. A lot of our clients are in that. 40 to 60 range where parents are sick. I got to mm-hmm. take care of them or I got to travel a lot to go take care of them. So uh, in general, I think it's more life things than it is like, I don't want to exercise inside of our facility. Anyways, I think most people, you know, we've got a great process for getting the right clients through the door that take it seriously and want to do it for the well being of themselves and their family. Uh, so it's usually not like, I don't want to work out. I don't like it. Well, there's some, I don't People still show up and don't like it. <laughs> I, still, I still have to check in with every people so often because they tell me in their consultation, like, I don't like exercise and I never will. And I'll keep reminding you of that. So every like six months, I'm like, still not. And they're like, no, nope, still not liking it. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> uh, it's pretty funny. Uh, um, but I think life's crazy, man. Schedules are nuts. Schedules are nuts. And I'm sure, you know, it's kind of weird right now with COVID and everybody being at home. So you're not running all over the place to do stuff. And if you've got kids, they've got to go there and there and so I, I just think it's phenomenal that people have been able to utilize our program to get their training sessions done throughout their work week instead mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. after work or before work i mean we have a lot of people that do that but we're cramming hundreds of people into these sessions from seven to four in the afternoon like awesome. people are you know and they they approach their boss about it hey i'd really like to do this and of course their boss is like well we'll make it work because they know the benefit Sure. They know what's going to happen inside of that. And, you know, we've got some bosses paying for their, their employees to come because they see how good it is for them. Uh, yeah. Not a lot of that, but you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's, uh, yeah, I think just life is stressful. So things mm-hmm. pop up and then we usually see people return. So after Mike, a few months I, I, of whatever yeah. them. And I want to, I want to add another kind of concern that we hear from our clients is there's, there's a lot of concern and in, in it's, especially with couples walking through the doors is they're concerned about losing each other, right? Is that the husband is scared about losing the wife, wife losing the spouse or whatever the the spousal arrangement is. And, Mm -hmm. and I think sometimes we see that there's a fear that, you know, one of them is healthier than the other. Right. And, and they've just had different priorities in terms of their own health, but, 
you know, if you were to say, Hey, here's this situation and somebody wanted to have that conversation about their partner's health. Cause again, their, their goal is together. We want to live as long and, and how healthy and happily as we can together in retirement. And I don't want to, for, to lose you. And then I have to do this by myself. Can, how, how should somebody approach that? Or how have you guys approached that with, if you've seen that situation without being hurtful, without being kind of, you know, judgmental towards that? Yeah. And we, we see that across the board as far as like, we call it, I think more like support, uh, at home. Um, and it is a big challenge. Like you said, not everybody's on the same page. Um, and the majority of people are definitely not on the same page. Right. And at the end of the day, I just think you, it's got to come down to being honest, right? And having honest conversations with your spouse or significant other or whomever um, that you want to be a part of this healthy uh, lifestyle. Like, you know, it doesn't always have to be your spouse, could be a friend, could be, That's right. you know, yeah. somebody that, that you want there with you is just to be 100% honest. Hey, I, I really don't feel good about myself. Uh, I know I should be doing these things and I just can't, you know, I can't do it by myself. Um, and so I'm looking at you for support. I mean, you don't have to, you know, necessarily do everything I do, but you know, when I do do things, I just really love it that you've supported me through it. You know, I think sometimes people might ridicule people for being healthy. Oh, you're going to do that. Oh, why do you do that to yourself? You hear that a lot. Right. Um, and I can remember, you know, some clients talking about just like visiting family and how stressful it is because you don't want to get derailed going on a week long vacation. And so, you know, you bring some healthy stuff and you want to eat some vegetables, God forbid. Um, and their family is just busting on like, you know, why do you torture yourself like that? And yeah. when it's really the flip side, right. You know, it's That's you flip right. it over and you're actually doing the torturing, but there's this thing out there. So at the end of the day, I just think honesty is always going to win. Even if it doesn't win the first time or the 10th time, uh, I think you just got to be true to yourself and know what you want to do. And, you know, hopefully whomever you're chatting with is, is eventually going to come on board to support you uh, because they love you and, and they want to see you doing well. I don't think there's any tricks to, you know, you know, well, getting somebody on board. I, I think from our side, it's always starting with why again, right? Is this, well, yeah. you know, it's saying, well, Hey, I, I have this fear and this is why I have the fear. Cause I'm going out 30 yeah. years and I'm, my goal personally is I want us to both be here and my concern is today and here's what right. I see, yeah. right? Is, yeah. is to kind of get them there so we're both having the same motivation because it feels like if yeah. I just kind of say, hey, you know, I, I'm kind of concerned about your health right now, it just feels like you're picking on them. Yes. Right? So Exactly right. Yeah, it doesn't sound – and it's probably very, very hard to have to say to somebody is, hey, listen. <laughs> and so, yeah, to be honest, like you just said, hey, 30 years from now, I want to be like, you know, out playing in the world. Yes. And, you know, right now, I, I mean, I don't – you know, it could be like I don't feel like I'm all there yet. And, and I don't know how you feel about yourself, um, but I think the two of us could probably work on it together, or, you know. Mm. Sounds easy to say it right now, but that's a, that's a really tough conversation to have to have. And most people are going to be the very defensive. So, you know, I meander as, as uh, make it like a long-term kind of goal of getting somebody on board. So you kind of just like trickle some things very gently, very nicely right. until they start almost making it their plan. I think I, I like to do that sometimes with like little hey, inception going you know, on. Like, like when you quit, yeah. Like when you're questioning people, like, hey, no, oh yeah, that is a good idea. I'm glad you came up with that. We should get healthier. <laughs> um, but it, there's no way, easy way to say, hey, like, listen, you're you're unhealthy. You're eating all this chocolate sweets, and I see stuff in your face with chips and uh, fast food, whatever. Like, mm -hmm. you can't say that to somebody. Like, they're just gonna be yeah. like, screw you, man. That's right. That's right. <laughs> You're damn right, I am. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> uh, so gentle and honest. And if it doesn't work the first time, just keep trying. Honesty will win. Yeah. So, Mike, personally, my favorite part of every show, and I think Ben and Abby uh, agree with me. So we like to wrap up our episodes with all our guests. Um, okay. So we're sitting here on the Retirement Success in Maine podcast. Um, I want all you right. to do a little uh, forward thinking here towards your eventual <laughs> retirement. Uh, we're putting you on the ah. spot. So what is a... You made me do a dance. <laughs> <laughs> um, where, kind of what do you see a successful retirement being for yourself? Uh, I will be planning to travel a lot, certainly being active as I do that, you know, 
spending lots and lots of time um, with my family. Um, so it'll be family and travel, I think will be the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, trying to set myself up health wise and financially wise to have the freedom to basically do what I would like. And I think mm -hmm. that's a you know, most people focus on the finance piece to have that type of freedom, but really sure. you can have all the finance in the world, but it doesn't mean you get to participate in anything sure. um, or participate at the, at the level you'd, you really wish you could. Mm -hmm. So uh, certainly on the health side is a, is a big priority to make sure that I stay on top of that between annual physicals, lots of blood work, just to make sure that I don't get derailed for anything. And just being consistent with those little habits and, you know, that'll get you to that, I think, spot where you're just able to do whatever you'd like to do. Yeah, it seems well, simple, but I can see it now. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Mike, I, I want to I want to appreciate uh, I want to just say thank you for coming on the show. We really appreciate the time yeah. that you lent with us today. Awesome. I know I know from lots of perspective, just having the conversation about uh, what does it mean to be healthy? And you know, what I like about what you kind of covered with us today is it can just be very simple things. And just like, as you said, of just kind of helping with walking or, or helping with balance. Cause again, the biggest issue we had John deal from uh, the heart for funds who works with MITH lab. He said the yeah. biggest issue in, in retirement on health is fall and, and yeah. it's, is people falling. So even yeah. what you just said there of, Hey, I had nowhere to go. Now I, now I have yeah. somewhere to go. So stuff like that. It's not just, well, yeah, hey, I'm, I'm lifting all these weights and I got to do all this. And it's breaking these yeah. barriers and these myths. So you did a great job on that today and appreciate Sweet. coming on. Yeah, absolutely. I had a blast. And it was so great to cover all these topics. And it's getting my mind uh, going too. So it's awesome. Thanks so much. All right. We'll see you next time. Appreciate it. So we really appreciate Mike coming on the show today. Um, you know, Mike uh, and his wife, Paige, I, 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 from a kind of business perspective and seeing them at chamber events and all that stuff, you start to get a, a feel for their business model. And you, we've been looking at that and saying, man, well, here's somebody doing something kind of similar to what we are, right? Is there's mm -hmm. a similar track, yeah. uh, how they work with people, how they work with their clients. And also that they're kind of getting their clients to be these ambassadors, right? Is that they go, hey, I feel like there's a transformation. I feel like there's change. I feel like I'm better mm -hmm. because of my interactions here. It's not just, well, I went to the gym, I worked out a little bit and it, was not, it wasn't transactional, right? It was right. transformational. And that's where you can see, well, why do they win the uh, Foster Award for Entrepreneurship from the chamber? Well, yeah. well that's why, right? Sure. It's, mm -hmm. it's a business making a difference. And, and I love that as a, as a thread here. So with, again, we talking about, we always kind of our, our angle is the wealth side and there uh, Mike is uh, talking about the health side. So we always like to wrap up our episodes with what lesson did we learn? So I'll have uh, Curtis uh, start things off today. Curtis, what did you uh, learn from from Mike in the, today's episode? Yeah, uh, you know, I'll start by just, you know, learning more about the business they operate. You know, I'd always heard of them in the community, um, you know, here in Bangor, but or in the Bangor area, but uh, just hearing how they operate. And like you said, Ben, how parallel it is to kind of us and what we try to do sort of with that experience with the clients. I thought that was really cool. You know, a piece that stuck out to me, and I know we joked about it a lot, but the in my mind, I think of it as the the sort of little things like the posture and and stuff like that. Um, just kind of how individual he really makes it. And you know, he talked about how he has clients who they're so happy that they can still walk eighteen holes of golf when they're retired, and they're playing with their buddies, and their buddies can't keep up. Um, so just kind of that piece, and then the you know, it's it's so individual in the sense that you know, it's not all about do the max reps, you know, lift as much weight as you can, you know, it's really structured from that foundation um, of just personal wellness, not necessarily how strong you are. Um, so that was really cool to hear. And, and I know I'll steal from a previous episode and what John Deal was saying with MITH lab, you know, and, and what you just touched on was two things that John brought up from MIT was, you know, who's going to change my light bulb. Yeah. So, you know, the little things of, Hey, if I'm able to actually change the light bulb myself and safely, Yep. Right. So that's one thing. Uh, two is who am I going to uh, enjoy the ice cream cone with? Right. So what you said on the golf side was 
kind of the social that by being healthier mm-hmm. allows me to stay more social and not be isolated. So it kind of, those are two important threads. I think that Mike was touching on that he's helping people with and the problem being of, again, in retirement, I'm trying to solve these things. So yeah. I think those are really important. Yeah. Abby, from your end, what did you kind of see from, from today's show? Um, what I really liked about what he said was keeping it simple. You can still achieve the results that you want, right? So a lot of times I feel like fitness is over um, complicated, right? So you're counting your macros and your micros and you're doing this amount of lifting and this amount of cardio and just being a little more simple and strategic with what you're doing. Um, you can still achieve the results that you want. And I think in our busy lives, that is a really good message. So it's not unattainable. It's not this crazy complicated thing that it is achievable and attainable for everyone to do. Yeah. And and he's doing the start where you, where you are, right? So exactly. if he's saying, hey, yeah. you just had uh, an ankle surgery and your balance is a little off, right? You know, in versus saying, well, now I got to go have you lift and do the 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 rope uh, rope work, and I got to do all this stuff. But your ankle's going to have a problem, and then you 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 accentuate issues. So I like what he was saying is, hey, maybe it's just, hey, you try this thing once, or but we got to focus in on you and and what you're trying to work on, what your goals are. Really cool. Kind of a a nice little slant to it. For me, again, I like what he was kind of saying was, hey, a lot of things that they're doing and, you know, he might not have um, overtly expressed it, but it seems like a lot of what we see with our clients is this idea of living independently as long as possible. So, so this whole of health to, to, for people coming in the door does not mean, you know, yes, they might have a little more muscle or a little less fat, or maybe they're not. As he said, he had somebody that was hiking and he goes, you wouldn't describe her as being the most fit person at all, but she's healthier. Right. Mm -hmm. And in the fact that, Hey, when I'm getting older and I'm able to have good posture and I'm able to get in and out of the chair correctly, I'm able to get in and out of the bathtub or the shower correctly, um, that I'm not hurting myself doing simple chores and by because I have a level of strength and balance and posture and all those things that are necessary, I'm able to continue being in my home as long as possible and enjoying where I want to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a that's a really key theme and a and a goal that a lot of people have. And he kind of kind of talked about basically how they go about doing it. So again, a really, really kind of great to hear where he's going as not like, well, you know, the drill sergeant's going to yell at you and tell you that you're doing everything wrong and you're terrible and you're insufficient. You know, there's some of that in terms of motivating, but it's, it's really on, Hey, this is what we need you to get done. This is where you are. Let's improve here. So that was really great. I want to uh, point to people to, of course, that uh, we are at episode number 22. 22. So, so more resources. I mean, I'll uh, connect with Mike here and get some more resources. And, um, you know, I know he's got uh, several uh, things in terms of workbooks. And, mm-hmm. and again, he's got some Kickstart programs that are out there. So we'll try to get some more information for you about there. And so you go to blog.guidancepointllc.com backslash 22 is the website. So you can see that when this launches. We always like to, you know, if you uh, would like to uh, reach out to us and give us feedback, love to hear that. You can email us. Again, you go to guidancepointllc.com and go to the About Us page. You can get our contact info there, phone number, email. Love to hear from you. For those that have stayed and throughout this whole episode, all throughout, we uh, just let us know. Uh, if you got some uh, feedback, love to hear from it. But just let us know that you reached it. We have we might have a little something special for you in terms of uh, of a little gift. So reach out to us again. Email myself or Curtis or Abby here, and uh, we'll send something a little something your way for for making it all the way to the end on this health episode. So until next time, uh, we'll see you uh, see you later. Ladies and gentlemen, you've just listened to an information-filled episode of the Retirement Success in Maine podcast. While this show is about finding more ways to improve your retirement happiness, Guidance Point Advisors' mission is to help our clients create a fulfilling retirement. We do financial planning so that people can enjoy retirement and align their monetary resources to their goals. If you're wondering about your own personal success, we invite you to reach out to us to schedule a 45-minute listening session. 
Our advisors will have a conversation with you about your goals, your frustrations, and your problems. Make sure you check out Guidance Point Advisors on our blog, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And you can always check out more episodes of this podcast on iTunes and Spotify. And of course, keep on finding your retirement success.